Hello, hello. Hey, up. What's up? What's good? Meow. Bonjour. Privyet. Welcome to the Any Given Runway Show. I'm your host, Randall Carlton Green. Any Given Runway celebrates the exploration of new cultures by highlighting some of the most driven, interesting, and tenacious people in the world. Everyone has a story. Each person a scholar. Fantastic show for you today with a wonderful guest, author Tom Shea joins the show to chat about his newest book, Three Simple Things. Navy SEAL Tom Shea served for 23 years with distinguished valor before writing his best-selling book, Unbreakable, A Navy SEAL's Way of Life. Tom's second book, Three Simple Things, was recently released. Tom has trained thousands of people around the world to overcome chaos by applying the rule of three simple things to their lives and businesses. Tom developed his leadership process and method during his military career, where he served in three wars, ultimately leading a team of SEALs into Afghanistan in 2009. There he earned a Silver Star, Bronze Star with Valor, Presidential Unit Citation, and his second Combat Action Medal. He was later hand-selected to serve as officer in charge of the famed SEAL Sniper Course. In his downtime, Tom competes in numerous ultramarathons and adventure races. Yes, that's something he does in his downtime. Gotta love that. And alongside his wife Stacy, he conducts intensive leadership events for Fortune 500 companies. He holds a Bachelor of Arts degree from Ball State University and a Master Training Specialist Certification from the Naval Special Warfare Center. On today's episode, Tom chats about his book, Three Simple Things, and why he felt the need to write his second book. Tom also talks about the importance of non-negotiable habits and the certain things in our lives that need to be set in stone. And finally, Tom chats about how his background helped him prepare for the bouts of uncertainty that came with 2020. Incredible, incredible conversation with Tom. He's the epitome of a leader, and I admire the rules and the discipline that he's created for his life that have enabled him to be as efficient as he can be. Thrilled for you guys to meet him, so let's go ahead and bring on Navy SEAL and author Tom Shea, and let's learn. Three Simple Things. It's your newest book. What was the motivation behind writing this one? It was an interesting one, uh, not to not answer the question, but my first book I had written to my kids in the middle of combat. Mm-hmm. And uh, now that I retired, I've been out for about seven years and a bunch of my SEAL buddies and my kind of war veteran buddies were committing suicide. And uh, seven of us met and we had a discussion around the table of what have we not, if we died, what have we left behind Mm -hmm. or what's incomplete. And one of the things that uh, I had that was incomplete is I designed a training and I had trained 300 people in the past seven years, and I held it as a secret. So the book, Three Simple Things, is the actual training that I designed in retirement to train leaders to lead during chaos. I love it. And I love your mentality of, in the book you mentioned, part of what you just referenced there as far as you wanted to share your experiences and you wanted your children to be able to have something that they can remember you for. And I think that's such a great foresight that you had, and I love that. How different was this writing process compared to the first time around? It was harder for me, much harder. Uh, the, the act of sitting down when you're busy is yeah. uh, excruciatingly difficult. So uh, the first one took about nine months. This one took uh, about 10. Mm. And uh, I had set it down probably a thousand times during that 10 months and said, I'm not going to do it anymore. And finally, it came to fruition, and uh, it worked out pretty well. That being said, do you enjoy the process of writing? I enjoy the process of uh, 
explaining it to people. So my editor, I had to, cause I, apparently she says I cannot write. So my explanation to her was the joy of trying to figure out, okay, listen, this is what I really wanted to say and uh, try to make English out of it. Well then she sounds like the perfect editor. Yeah. Oh, it was awesome. It was awesome experience having her help. In three simple things, you often talk about the importance of non-negotiable habits. So what are those and why, why are these habits? Why should they be set in stone? You know, people use words like priority and uh, they use words like, uh, um, uh, I think the priority thing is the big thing that I dispel. I, I don't believe in it. I never came from an environment where there was something that was more important than another. Uh, in the SEAL teams, there's you have to be on top of everything in your life all the time, even during bad times. And what I'd learned from that, that experience of being around guys who were called to be good, healthy. So there are five things that are not negotiable. Uh, your health is not negotiable. What you eat may be, but you being healthy, you being strong, you being fit is not negotiable. Being a ravenous, constant learner also is not negotiable. Uh, pursuing things that you value is the third thing. It's not negotiable. You have to do that in life. Like there's a travesty to do things that you don't value. And the fourth thing that is really prevalent in the SEAL teams is that you have to be in great relationships, mm -hmm. either at home. And if you're not, it'll get you killed. And if you're not on a team that you really value the relationships of the guys on the team, you're of no value. So fourth being relationships and fifth being what I call spiritual is that everything matters. Everything's connected. You impact and are impacted by everything. So those five areas, even though it sounds convoluted are not negotiable. I think what you've said there about everything matters and everything's connected is so vital, so important. And one of the things I love most was you mentioned about doing things because you said you would, which strengthens your ability to then trust yourself. We often worry about, you know, I did this and I told so-and-so that I had to do this and they, I need them to trust me. But you talk about trusting yourself, doing things specifically because you told yourself you would do that. So why do we need to be honest with our goals and our intentions to ourselves? I call those two, there's two foundational principles that I have been trained to, to learn and have been training other people to impart in their life. And the first one, I call it honor your word, which what, how you explain it is make a promise and keep it. Mm -hmm. Come to find out that is rare. Yeah. People don't structure their life around, I promise to do it. And then than doing it no matter what. So the, that foundational principle of success has to happen. And the second foundational principle is don't give up on it. Like, wow, I promised to eat right. Shit, five days into it, I'm not eating right. Yeah. Get back to it. You made a promise, keep getting back to it until what you wanted to have happen happens. So if that be true for people, make a promise and keep it, don't give up. If you have that as a foundation of your life, your life changes. Yeah, and I think you also mentioned in the book about whatever excuses we typically use to, to break our promises with ourselves, we'll always find one. 
even if there isn't one, we're going to find one that works to suit ourselves as well. I love how you mentioned that because it's like we're more trained to hold up our, our end of the bargain to somebody else, but not to ourselves. And I think that's a great mindset. You mentioned that every single client that you train actually changes you. Why is that? Because you are impacted on by everything that you do. And uh, what I found to do, and I learned it in the SEAL teams, is when, you, when you're training somebody to do something and they have a goal, it could, it could be anything. If you're not a runner and one of my clients was a runner mm -hmm. or if she was a swimmer or if he was a swimmer, I had to take on their goal for a short, short period of time so that I could learn what they were trying to go through. And it was really important in business because, you know, when you retire, you don't know anything about other types of businesses. So as I learned from other CEOs, I would take on their daily chore for a week mm -hmm. of what they were doing at work, or I would go to work with them and shadow them. And uh, it was like a PhD in about a year. And uh, I, that way of being is what they used to call, you know, if you want to learn something, walk in somebody's shoes. Yeah. Like when you're traveling until yeah. you're there, you don't know. And once you're there, it's a life changing event to actually do something with somebody or to, to try it their way. Yeah. Now your life path to being a seal was, was definitely not linear far from it. How do you think the arduous path changed you? How did that journey change you? Looking back uh, and having three kids, it's, uh, it's difficult to, for people to hear this. You have to fall apart in life mm -hmm. uh, because uh, it, it makes you build up a very strong foundation once it falls apart. Mm -hmm. And I had my life fall apart the first time things didn't work out in college. So I tried to go to West Point, didn't work out. Three years into it, failed out in English, oddly enough. And, uh, that's good. There, then, have been, there would have been way too many editors there along the way. So it's probably a good thing. Yeah, you yeah. Them. <laughs> that was before computers. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then what I found out of that is when you're at the bottom, you can literally rebuild anything at the base of it. If you can start at the base level and that makes anything possible, but you have to be tough to do that. And I, I force my kids to, start over quite often even they hate me for it but after it, they 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 look at it pretty well and i make sure everybody that i train has to start at ground zero and they hate it yeah. but they get so much further on than than they would have if they had just started from a bad foundation yeah i i love 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 your your point everybody needs to fall apart needs to break down in order to build back up and you mentioned having a foundation and that foundation kind of leads me to the next question because it's been an unusual year for everyone so how did you make sure that you were in great shape mentally to handle the twists and turns and the, and the daily bouts of uncertainty and i got a feeling that you're going to mention it's going to be a lot of it was on your foundation yeah so in being a seal for 23 years this seemed normal <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh my God, it's all going to end. Oh, okay. That's, that sounded normal to me. It didn't sound normal to Stacy, my wife and, and other people. Uh, and you know, that everything's going to kill you. Well, that was normal for 23 years. Mm -hmm. If you don't get, if you don't listen to it, if you don't listen to the white noise that everything's going to kill you, this virus is, we're all going to die if you don't do it the way that the scared people teach you to do it, you will do really well in life. 
there are safety measures, but I, you know, if you have to be told to wash your hands, that's probably not, you know, you don't need a PhD to help us yeah. do that. Yeah. And I always loved the social distance because I don't like being around crowds. It wasn't a big deal. Well, why haven't we been doing this? This is brilliant. <laughs> yeah. So I, it was, a, it was tough. Uh, what was toughest is having the kids not in school mm. and them not knowing what to do. And uh, then getting up and trying to do virtual. I think virtual is a miserable experience. And, uh, but uh, we did exactly the opposite as a business. In 2019, I had uh, only been training one client at a time. And then one of the clients that I had trained that who helped write the book uh, said, hey, why don't we do this in group settings? Mm -hmm. And we launched the seminar series the day before the shutdown. <laughs> and I'm like, well, I tell you what, I bet there's more people that want intimacy now than ever before. So we did eight events, four in Texas and four here in Greenville while it was illegal to do it. Seemingly illegal. They didn't catch yeah. us. So it was yeah, okay. Yeah. yeah. I love the stories in the books of the clients that you work with. And I love how blunt you are with the clients and how blunt you are in the book because you make it understandable. You really highlight the importance of, especially of not quitting the importance of your baseline and just the non-negotiable. And, and one other thing I wrote down was just most people are only interested in comfort and that you feel that needs to be an importance of stress in everyone's lives. And we've had that. So why is stress important? Wow. That's a, it's a hard thing to answer in five seconds. Uh, <laughs> The body loves stress. Yeah. Like it grows in a stressful field. Gravity is a stressor. Uh, babies come out. They don't know how to milk. They don't know how to drink. And they, they have to overcome the stress of being hungry and the muscles don't work and the eyes don't work. That's a great thing for human beings. And then it gets lost. Then we like, mm, you know, uh, do I want to get up and work out? Do I want to confront that person? Uh, it's difficult. It's hard. So we pull away from those hard things in life at our own detriment. Mm -hmm. And the body doesn't like to be comfortable. It gets fat. And then it can't deal with things. And then we isolate ourselves from each other, which is a terrible thing to do for humans. Like we literally need each other. If we don't, we go to war. And that's a weird cause and effect of it. Yeah. Uh, but comfort is uh, of, not, of very little value for human beings. Well said. In 2020, what did you learn about yourself? And then additionally, how have you evolved? Uh, 20 was a good, uh, I think uh, I had come to a point in Hindu, I'm 3,000 years old. No. So at some point in time, you realize that you don't know as much as you thought you knew. Yeah. <laughs> so 2020, it became clear that I wasn't at my peak anymore. Physically, uh, as a father, uh, I just got thrown into all my kids being home. And that was a, the hard thing as a 50-year-old as a, you know, or 52-year-old father to deal with kids being home. And I realized, man, you know what? I, I know that I can't do this myself. So it was the first time since I was probably 18 that I sought out being on a team 
I did that in the SEAL teams because, you know, you can't do anything hard by yourself. And then when in 2020, I got reminded that this is too difficult for me to do it by myself and uh, sought partnerships in areas that I normally wouldn't have. You're a very goal-oriented person, and you seek out challenges. For instance, your 24-hour challenge that you mentioned in the book is a tremendous way to initially test your limits. So for you, moving forward into 2021, what are some of the goals that you have, both personally and professionally? Uh, this year, we, I want to train 1,000 people. Mm -hmm. I want to impact 1,000 people so that they're, the five areas of their life are measurably impacted uh, by the training. And uh, I'm going to take my uh, youngest son before he gets out of high school on an epic uh, one-week trip uh, into the wilderness. That's my big physical and relational goal is to try to pass on to Chance, my son, all that I can before I can't do that shit anymore. Yeah, yeah. So how does Chance feel about this one-week endeavor? Well, he's already physically stronger than I am, even though he's 14. <laughs> he's like, Dad, am I going to have to carry you? I'm like, well, uh -huh. we'll see what happens on day three. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, he loves it. He loves being out of doors. Well, the book is great. I respect and admire just the, the importance of a baseline, the importance of not quitting and, and having those non-negotiable aspects of your life. I think it's wonderful. I appreciate what you said offline before we started that your life had got shifted when you actually got out into the world and, and, but I was going to ask you a question. What was that like for you to travel? What did you learn from that? Uh, I learned that I know nothing. And, and once I have accepted that as well, it, it made me become more curious. It made me ask more questions. It made me when I'm having conversations to somebody at a random airport or, or a pub in Ireland or wherever it may be, it made me not talk about myself. It made me just listen. It made me a better listener. And then once I, once I did that, so much has changed. And what was the one place uh, that you visually was the most memorable? Iceland. Iceland. Hmm. Iceland's like Mars. <laughs> it is. It's another, it's another planet. Yeah, especially when you land on the airport on the very western half, there's nothing around. It's dirt and rocks. Hmm. Half hour in, you're in the city. Half hour in, you're in glaciers. And it's like, where am I? It, yeah. So you've, you've been yeah, nice. It's a bucket well? list. It has to happen. I think everybody should go there once. Did you do the Blue Lagoon? I know it's a tourist trap, but it's still great. I don't. So it was early in my SEAL career and we had to stop there oh, okay. uh, because of uh, something that happened with the plane, hmm. which is, you know, a horrible place to stop. <laughs> and uh, so they only gave us uh, day passes. Uh, and gosh, it was probably 23 years ago, but I was just struck with. I'm on another planet. Yeah. And the people were awesome. And going when you went must have been incredibly valuable because now there was something like there were more tourists from North America last year than the entire population of Iceland currently. Hmm. There was not people there. Mm -hmm. Like we were worried that if we got lost, there would be nobody come save us because we never saw anybody on the, any of the roads. Yeah. And, uh, but it was, it was an interesting dynamic, but, uh, I think I know that uh, the, the getting out and realizing what we thought we knew yeah. is needed for everybody. And we don't know that much. I, I learned that as a SEAL is you don't know that much. Yeah. All you can and, do is maybe one thing really well. And it was also Iceland where it was something minor that made me realize, wait a minute, there's more than one way to do this. And it was a traffic light. We're so used to it.
green, yellow, red. And as I think as Americans, we think that's standard. It's everywhere. And then you go someplace like Iceland where they have a yellow before and after the green. And you're like, wait, why? Yeah. What's going on? And once you realize that something like that can be done differently, everything can be done differently. Yeah, it just makes sense. <laughs> you look at it, you're like, man, why didn't we think of that? Yeah. You know, earlier you were talking about, especially in SEAL, when all these things happen in health and everything, we don't care. Just give me the result. No matter what's going on in your life, give me the result. And it reminded me of a quote that was, we don't care how rough the waters are, bring the ship in. I'm a big fan of, and you may not hear this well, I'm a big fan that results are everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, getting up the mountain is more, it's really more important than the journey because you can get distracted and humans get distracted. Mm-hmm. Eventually you have to arrive and it's going to get shitty and it normally does anything tough or worthy ends up, you know, getting crappy. Yeah. But that the outcome based life is exquisite. <laughs> that is so appropriately well said. I think that's great. Cause I live by that too. On the same philosophy, when I used to coach high school football, it was, they would give you all these excuses. Like, I don't care. Just get, give me the result. Give me the answer. Yeah. And, uh, what have been some of the most recent books that you have enjoyed? I'm reading one right now called Born of War. Oddly, I don't know why I picked it up, but uh, a guy named uh, a politician general a long time ago named Maxwell Taylor mm-hmm. had a son named Tommy Taylor, who was a Vietnam uh, officer. And he wrote a book uh, called Born of War, and it's about a warrior's uh, outlook on life when there's no war. And uh, so I, you know, that's probably where I am myself is what the hell is life without all that stuff. That's so clear, you know, but it's a, it's so well written and it's a very older, it's a much older book. So I had found it and got it for like a dollar at a, at a, at a yard sale. And it's probably the most well-written book that I've ever consumed. Very cool. Very cool. Well, I think it's maybe setting you up for your third book down the road too. You get the brain moving of what you're doing kind of post that career. To try to get through the first year of this book and then we'll think something else. Yeah. Yeah. I'm getting ahead of myself, but yeah, that's fine. <laughs> Everybody's asking, where's this third? I'm like, Oh my God, I just did a second. And that the, and that the weird thing too, is when the book is released, uh, there's, it's like a weird kind of emotional feeling because you did all the work months before. And then when it finally gets released, it's like, there's not as much satisfaction. So it can be, and then especially when people are like, when's the next one? It's like, Hey, can we enjoy this yeah. one that I just spent nine months of my life on? <laughs> yeah. um, I'm indebted. This was, this was great. Love the book. Three simple things. How can people stay up to date with your career? How can they follow you and where can they find the book? The book's on Amazon and Barnes and Noble. And uh, if you want a signed copy, uh, T-H-O-M-S-H-E-A.com. And we're on social media and we're about ready to launch uh, because of demand a uh, monthly uh, online coaching program so that all the people can be involved in their own life a little better. This was fantastic. This was fantastic. All right, my friend. Thank you. Thank you very much. Yep. Thank you, thank you, thank you for listening. Much appreciation to Tom. Be sure to pick up his newest book, Three Simple Things. It's a fantastic read, and I think it will inspire, and I think it can assist everyone in being more efficient in their daily lives. My new book, Curiosity, is currently available on Amazon. Curiosity celebrates the knowledge that strangers have to offer. Everyone has unique expertise, and endless wisdom awaits the perpetually curious. Featuring 200 episodes from the Any Given Runway show, Curiosity explores the diverse lives of athletes, adventurers, and performers. 
From daring voyages across the Atlantic to unforgettable performances in the West End, curiosity celebrates the sophisticated thing we call life. Everyone has a story, each person a scholar. Thank you for listening. Fill up that passport. I'll see you on the road. Aviento. Aviento.